Welcome to Joy in Learning, a podcast from the Harley School in Rochester, New York. We're an independent school for nursery through grade 12, where there's always lots of interesting learning going on for us to share with you. For this episode, I spoke with Harley parent Amy Bach, founder of Measures for Justice, about her upcoming Common Speaker Series talk. Enjoy. I am here with Amy Bach, Harley parent, uh, to talk about her upcoming Common Speaker Series event. Uh, so Amy, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm so happy uh, to be doing this. So to start off with, uh, let, let's take a sort of a broad look at uh, what it is you do. So for someone who doesn't know anything about you or anything about your background, tell us about the kind of work that you do. Uh, I actually am a writer and a journalist, and I spent eight years writing in a book about criminal trial courts in America. And I saw how legal professionals could make the same mistakes over and over and not realize that anything is missing. Like there's a story in my book about a public defender who pleaded 48 people guilty in a day, and he didn't even know their names, much less their cases. And or there's a story about a prosecutor who has no idea he hasn't prosecuted domestic violence case in 21 years. So I founded an organization here in Rochester, and it's called Measures for Justice. And the idea is, can we measure delivery of basic basic services um, so that patterns can be addressed? Um, We do this for everything in America, right? Our schools, all sorts of measurement. If I asked you, you know, where's the best school in Rochester, you would say, oh, in in Monroe County, you know, you might say, you know, in public school, you might say Brighton. Um, Definitely for private schools, you would say Harley, right? Of course. You know that there are teacher-student ratios, there are college admissions rates, we have scores, right? But if I said to you in Monroe County, how's the criminal justice system here? You would have no idea. Um, And that's because uh, we don't have measures, it's not public, and we don't have the data yet. So um, what Measures for Justice is doing is measuring counties, counties like Monroe County, counties like Erie County, um, and we're answering this question of how are we doing? And we're giving counties really a yardstick to see not only how they're doing, but how they compare to other counties. Um, and then we give them some tools um, to help them fix their justice systems. So um, what are the metrics that you're using? What, what types of data are you looking at for um, how a system is doing? What, what, I mean, what does that mean? Well, when we first began, people said that you couldn't measure justice. First of all, they said there was no data. And... Um, they said that how would you even come up with a measure? So we were one of the first that came up with measures, and we had three different groups of experts who really honed in on them. And we ended up with things like then there, there are things that are really quite honestly um, quite obvious. So like one measure might be um, how many felony trials do you have? And shockingly. And this is amazing. There are two counties in Wisconsin, our measurements show, that hadn't had a felony trial in five years, largely due in part to the fact 
that the state's data has no common language or standard definitions. And perhaps the prosecutor there um, was pleading everything um, um, pleading everything instead of letting cases go to trial. And this is not unique to Wisconsin, right? You can see all across the country that you um, that, that there are these aberrations in measures. Um, another measure might be um, how many diversions are there? So how many people are getting a break in a county? And then who is getting a break in a county? Um, so who's being diverted out for small crime? And then the cool thing is, is that you can look at every um, every measure with a filter. So you can filter it by race, by sex, by age, by type of crime. So if I want to see, like, deep in the heart of Wisconsin, in, you know, Trampan Low County or um, Indiana County, Pennsylvania, um, places where you would never look, you can go, you can take the measure, and then you can see, well, who is getting a break here and who is not? Are whites five times more likely than um, people who aren't white uh, getting a break? And then you can begin to answer the question of why. So uh, I'm just personally curious about this. Uh, if, from a sort of technology perspective, when when you're getting data from a particular county, I assume you're looking at the court's records, right? Well, we what we do, and this is incredible, we get data on every person processed through the criminal justice system. So we start with the courts, and we get the court data, and then we often add prosecutor and Department of Corrections, which is prison data. Um, And if we can, we add sheriff data and we rarely add public defender data. And how how does that data come in? Is it electronic or are you getting stacks of copies of paperwork? Oh, God. So (laughs) we do get... um, we do get information ideally, but the first states that we picked, we got, we, we, we picked um, low hanging fruit data because they, we took, where we could get data in bulk electronically. But we have gotten data like um, a whole steno pad <laughs> from, from a county in Washington state. Um, yeah, just that were names um, and charges all written in hand. Um, and Xeroxes of a steno pad. I mean, that's what literally, there, and there's so many places in America where the people can't get the data out themselves. Like they don't even know how to get the data out and use it and give it to somebody. And we go in and we get it. So the data, this is a huge, huge problem is that there is this gap in usable data because people haven't been using it yet. And I would assume there's different verbiage that's used from municipality to municipality, right? That's exactly the problem. And so (laughs) the thing that we did that was new um, was that we have an incredible team here of brilliant people, and they came up, it wasn't me, it was them, and they came up with a methodology to um, figure out how you could have the same and the same language from one county to another county and from one state to another state because all the states have different definitions. So 
what we've done is figured out it's like and it's the methodology is actually up on our website it's public and we figured out a way so that you can compare apples to apples so and as you can see i'm super fascinated by all this but uh, i I I was thinking about this earlier today are you do you get uh, any pushback from so from political ideologies and are you getting any sort of political support for the work you're doing? That's a uh, great, that is, I mean, that's the central question of the heart of this work and why our work is so fascinating because it really goes to the heart of a heart of America. Like you think you know how justice works until you actually begin trying to make it transparent and the people that you would think are on your side or sometimes aren't on your side and the people um, that it, it, that that want it also. I mean, like when we when I first began, this is a great story. I first began, I went to a uh, county and I said, we want to measure the state and we'd love your county support to you, chief judge. And the judge said to me, here's the problem. You can't compare counties. One's an apple and one's an orange. You just, you can't compare those things. And I said, well, why can't you compare an apple and an orange? Why can't you say that one is red and smooth and one is orange and bumpy? And he looked at me and he said this thing that I'll never forget. He said, but I don't want a tomato in my fruit salad. And I remember thinking like, what is he talking about? And then I realized he's saying, get the hell out of my state. And that is truly like the heart of the problem, which is that there are groups of people who do not want people to see what's going on that are, you know, they're, they're thrilled that, you know, people are making an anti-death penalty argument and making it seem like it's the left and that, you know, that it, it, there's all these extreme problems because then they don't have to deal with the, you know, daily issue of what they're doing wrong. You know, then they don't have to face the fact that it, the problem is actually that they're not probably, properly staffed on the weekends because they're dialing it in on the weekends. You know, like the problem isn't like, they don't want change because the system right now is working for them in their lives. And that is the people, the people who oppose transparency generally don't want to use data and they don't want, you know, they, they don't want to upset the apple cart just to keep continue with the apple theme. Yeah. So I have to ask you one more question before we get to the, the <laughs> yeah. one we talked about earlier. Uh, are you seeing, as you collect and analyze more data, what sort of patterns are you seeing that do allow you to compare an apple to an orange? Or are those actually an apple and an apple when you start to look at the data? Okay, I'm not sure I understand the question. Are you saying... <laughs> so what I'm saying is that I think that yeah. that, that, judge is, that judge saying that one county is an apple and one county is an orange, I'm saying, yeah. personally, I don't buy it. My assumption yeah. would be that once you start to look at the data, patterns are going to emerge regardless of the county that you're looking at. And I'm, I'm, the question is, oh, yeah. are you seeing that? What sort of patterns do you see um, that are cross-representational regardless of what county or municipality you're looking at? 
um, first of all, you can compare counties. They, you know, especially within a state, they all operate under the same laws. Okay. And um, among states, every criminal justice system operates basically the same way. They just have different names for things. And what you're seeing is, um, you know, quite frankly, where there are disparities, um, sometimes it's based on race. But other times, and more often, it's based on poverty. I mean, if I had to um, say um, the biggest disparities often have to do with what they call in the criminal justice system indigent status, um, which, I mean, who is the indigent in the criminal justice system? I mean, look, who among us has, you know, $40,000 to pay an attorney for something, um, you know, when you get sucked into the criminal justice system, even $10,000, right? So there anybody who gets sucked in, basically, and can't pay for a private attorney often um, um, is, uh, is, is subject to being treated differently um, or being treated worse, quite frankly. So you're seeing a lot of, of those kind of trends. Um, in some places, things are, are better than you would think. Um, and I think that's also an important part of the data. That, you know, one of the problems is right now in criminal justice, we have this thing that we always say in the office. We say, like, we call, we talk about anecdata, you know, and, like, the, the problem of, yes, a story is helpful, but it, it's not the whole story. The story is in the data, and that's how change is made through these, like, sort of, you know, micro steps to fix things. It doesn't happen with a big shaming story. It happens with people working together to fix the problem. Yeah, and I, I think actually that's where we're going to leave it. Um, I would really like to ask you about some suggestions that you might have for how we can sort of integrate what the work that you're doing with our curriculum at Harley. Um, but. I think I'm going to ask you that question next week at your okay. common speaker series talk. Okay. Okay. I have thoughts. Excellent. That sounds good. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank, yep. thank you very much for joining. I'm sorry I took so much of your time. No, you didn't. Okay. Right. My pleasure. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for joining us today on Joy in Learning, the Harley Schools podcast. We look forward to sharing interesting stories, discussing educational topics, and exploring ideas with you in our next episode. See you again soon.